In this latest episode of Into the Sky, we are privileged to hear Dr. Robert Fleming outline his vision for the Vulcan experience and the Green Technology Hub. Recorded just a week before he died, this audio gives us a real insight into what he wanted to deliver for supporters of XH558 and how he wanted to inspire future generations. The Trust are now working to fundraise to ensure that Robert's dream becomes a reality. Welcome to the story of XH558, Into the Sky. Welcome along to Vulcan to the Sky. Today, I'm talking to uh, Dr. Robert Plemming of the Vulcan to the Sky Trust. So we're here today to talk about the future of what's going on uh, in the Trust, which is exciting times from uh, from what I've been reading, what I've seen. But of course, we're trying to inspire the future. So what I think, well, I'm hoping you may have some good news about the hangar. Have you got anything that you can tell us? We are making progress. Uh, we've... Uh, Today we had a, a kickoff meeting with various contractors and the like. Uh, we are moving progressively uh, towards a real start on the work. There are a number of legal hurdles to overcome, and of course we have to complete the funding. Uh, but it's all positive, uh, so I'm pretty uh, pretty pleased with progress so far. That's that is sounding good. Is there, is there somewhere that people can keep up to date with that news? Uh, we are briefing people in our monthly e-newsletter. That's the best place for people to look. Uh, we're not providing a day-by-day commentary because, as you can imagine, uh, we are only a very small team at the moment and we're fully focused on what we need to do to uh, bring the project to fruition. So the, the best place is the uh, monthly newsletters. And, of course, those are dropped onto our website anyway so people can see the historical newsletters there. Fantastic stuff. Now, the other good thing um, is that you launched a program called Operation Safeguard, didn't you? Which was to help towards the the funding of the hangar and the future of 558. Do you want to expand a bit more on that for people listening in today? Yes, of course. Uh, Operation Safeguard is our appeal to the public, to supporters and the broader, broader public to make contributions towards the hangar. I have to say that where we are as regards funding at the moment is uh, much better on than people probably realise. We have the target of £4 million to complete the build so it's ready for public access, so the hangar's ready for public access. Of that £4 million, £2.4 million is uh, agreed in principle to be a mortgage uh, from a bank with whom we're in detailed discussions. Uh, we have ring-fenced another half million from our own funds towards the build. So that means we're already up to 2.9 million, nearly three-quarters of the way to uh, the 4 million. We have launched Operation Safeguard, which is the public campaign, as I mentioned. This is quite an exciting uh, proposal whereby people can have the names of loved ones on uh, one of two sets of uh, Vulcan or 558-related assets in the new hangar. In a little bit of detail, for a donation of £50, 
people can have the the name of a loved one or their own name on the uh, Bombay fuel tank that was actually flown in XH558 through her final years as the RAF's Falcon display flight aircraft. Uh, So it is a piece of very important provenance from XH558's flying years, and names will be put on that. We hope to show pictures of what that'll be like uh, very soon now. Uh, For a slightly lower subscription, then people will have their names on one of two uh, assets, which are from our large amount of uh, Vulcan spares. And these these are two Vulcan wingtips, pretty large structures, uh, that we have a port and starboard uh, wingtip, and we'll be mounting those two assets in a way whereby they can be displayed with names on in the right way in the hangar. So those are the two headline benefits of becoming an Operation Safeguard donor. But in addition, uh, for the donations, people will become Guardian members for 12 months. Um, as a result, they'll receive uh, two copies uh, of the biannual much acclaimed um, Guardian's magazine we publish. And in addition, there are a couple of um, quite attractive gifts that will go along with the donation. So that's the package that we've assembled uh, for people to contribute to building the hangar. I have to say there are other uh, funding threads that we are pursuing, obviously talking to people about large donations, to commercial companies about elements of sponsorship, and indeed to local and central government about grants. So this is what we're working on so hard at the moment. That sounds brilliant news. So there's a lot going on in the background then to secure the future of 558 and, of course, secure the future of the hangar. When the hangar is eventually um, built and and artefacts, exhibition pieces begin to start arriving and put in place, what sort of things can people expect to see inside the hangar itself? Well, we've got an exciting future mapped out. Uh, There are two major elements to what's happening in the hangar. Uh, There is what we've labelled the Vulcan experience, which is building on our successful visitor attraction in Hangar 3 uh, that we mounted for the time that uh, the Vulcan was in the hangar all the way up till the end of uh, 2016. Uh, But it's very much expanded and focusing on a number of key elements to uh, the history of the Cold War, uh, the history of the Vulcan, and of XH558 in particular. Uh, This will be constructed as a a, a, a real positive story. And indeed, we have just recently contracted with a firm called Image Makers uh, to help us construct the story and the way it is told in the right in the right way. This is very exciting indeed, uh, because one of the things that uh, we've spotted is the importance of innovation in the uh, design and development of the Vulcan. I'll come back to that in a few minutes. Uh, But uh, we hope to be much more expansive about telling the story um, and give people a really interesting briefing on uh, that part of the British history and indeed on the Vulcan and 558 itself. The second exciting development is what we have called the Green Technology Hub. Now, I need to explain this in a little bit more detail. Everybody is aware of global warming, Uh, And indeed, youngsters in particular uh, are very much more aware than maybe people of my generation. And the reason for that is that they will inherit planet from us. We've realized that nowhere in the UK are the causes of climate warming 
being explained for the public in a way which is easily understandable. And indeed, one of the big focuses is how this is affecting aviation. As you probably know, aircraft are relying on hydrocarbon fuel, mainly kerosene, to fly because it is the most energy-dense form of fuel available for uh, for aircraft engines. Uh, what that means in practice is that as other uses of energy convert from hydrocarbon fuels, the proportion of greenhouse gases as a uh, proportion of the total exhausted by aviation created by aviation, will grow proportionally much larger. So there is a very strong focus on what aviation needs to do to, be to become green. And that is the story that we will tell in the Green Technology Hub. It is a story of amazing innovation. You've probably heard already of electric aeroplanes and hydrogen-fueled aeroplanes. Uh, the story is, again, one of development, innovation, new ideas, new ideas, creativity. And it's that story that we want to tell to the youngsters to get them inspired, uh, to get involved with engineering and technology in this particularly important area of defeating climate change. That brings me back to the common theme between the two parts of what will happen in the hangar. You'll remember that at the end of World War II, uh, the world got involved with the Cold War. This was the, the standoff between East and West, and in particular in the context of the development of nuclear weapons. Now, at the time, there was an amazing race on to ensure that UK in particular had its own nuclear capability as a deterrent against the Soviet bloc. Uh, not only that, but the means to deliver it. And that is why innovation at the time was so important. Uh, forward 70 years, uh, we're just in the coronavirus pandemic. Again, huge global issues as a result of that. Uh, but we have a bigger challenge ahead, which will last the pandemic by years. And that is the challenge of global warming. And this is, again, where we need massive amounts of innovation uh, to help create the solutions that will mitigate the problems of climate change. So the brilliant thing is here, we have a, a theme of innovation, which is part of the Cold War story, and a strong theme of innovation, which is part of our green technology hub. Yeah, like you're saying, there's a really strong link there between the past and the future and how the past can help to form future innovation. Yes, it's a very strong linkage, and we're delighted to say that we've had statements of support from individuals and institutions who recognise that what we're doing is, is actually a, quite a brilliant idea. Really? So we've got some, some, uh, some local businesses maybe or some major industries that are, are willing to get, in, get, on, get on board with the trust? Well, get on board in terms of statements of support. Uh, remember, at this time, the aerospace industry is on its knees financially, so we're not expecting any big donations from aerospace sector companies. But to give you some examples, we've got a very strong statement from Airbus, from ADS, which is the UK industry sector representative uh, from the Royal Aeronautical Society and from uh, local MPs. And we are continuing to grow uh, these uh, statements to help us gather momentum as regards things like government grants. Okay, and, and will there be any involvement within the hangar itself in terms of just, I don't know, maybe just some sort of displays or some sort of interaction with the with, with the people that come into the hangar so that they can get 
an idea what's going on within the industry at this moment in time, or is that not possible? Absolutely. Now, this is what we're working on right now. There will be lots of things to look look at, things to try. Um, there will be uh, demonstrations and working working examples. Again, this is what image makers are working on for us in terms of constructing the storyline. You mentioned local companies. We are beginning to work really strongly with some local companies, especially in the area of green technologies, possibly not widely known, although it should be, but uh, Sheffield and the Humber is actually this the seat of some really interesting developments. Uh, for green energy, especially hydrogen. So we hope to be able to tell their story as well. Fabulous. So that's going to help towards the um, technology hub no end then, isn't it? We believe so. We've not heard anybody be negative about what we plan to do in the green technology hub. I think it's uh, it's a bit of a winner and it's unique. Nobody else is doing this countrywide. It's great to know that there's a lot of support out there that can help you move it forward and actually bring it to people and uh, and, and obviously, you know, make people aware of what's going on and, and, and you know, contribute a bit more towards the future of our of mankind, basically. All this developed out of the fact that we suddenly realised that during the uh, last flying life from 2007 to 2015, 558 actually d- uh, generated 7,000 tonnes of CO2, which is which is the same as a mid-sized family car driving 29 million miles. So the stats are quite interesting. So just coming back to the hangar itself then and getting back into a little bit about what's going on. When I was looking at the uh, the, at the Trust website and looking at uh, Operation Safeguard, one of the things that you were going to be doing is you were going to be honouring the past. You were going to be honouring the people, as you mentioned already. I mean, we're not just talking about flight crews and engineers. Are you talking about the people that actually developed the nuclear weapon, the development of the aviation from World War Two to the Cold War? Is, is just encompassing a whole lot of people you're absolutely right to bring that up because uh, i was so excited about telling you about the green technology hub that i forgot our plan to erect a national memorial this is uh, we are proposing a national memorial to the v-force this doesn't exist yet it is there's nothing at the national arboretum for example and it is actually recognition of uh, the valiant victor and vulcan air crews and supporting uh, RAF personnel who stood ready during the dark days of the Cold War uh, to launch out if necessary. I've spoken to quite a number of V-Force aircrew, and whilst they realised that if they were asked to launch out and drop our nuclear weapons on the Soviet Union, it would be a, a huge tragedy. It was their mission to do their duty, and they would have done it without a blink. And we think that we ought to recognise that steadfastness, the fact they were on alert 24-7 throughout a very difficult time in the world's uh, history, and nothing is being done as yet. And of course, Finningley, Doncaster Sheffield Airport, the old area of Finningley, is the perfect place to do it because it was home for each one of V-bomber types at one stage or another, and indeed had the informal level uh, label as... Uh, home of the V-Force. So it's the right place for a memorial to be uh, erected. And we have got some designs in mind for a a lovely Portland stone memorial featuring, uh, for example, the three aircraft platforms and recognising the individual contributions that have been made over that time. It sounds really good, this, mate. It sounds like it's really coming on 
immensely. You've got some great plans there by the sounds of things. So obviously 558 is going to be the central figure because that is what it's all based around. But have you got any plans for any other aircraft to be in the hangar as well? Yes, eventually we'll uh, be putting uh, Canberra WK163 alongside the Vulcan in the hangar. That is after she's been returned to flight. I have to say that our current plans is that the work that will be done to return her to flight will not be done at uh, Doncaster. The hangar is not the right environment to mix an engineering location and public visitor attraction. We want to place the aircraft where she can be restored by the right skills, and uh, we're already progressing uh, some ideas about how that can be done. But it is our firm intention to return WK163 to flight. She will be a a remarkable uh, sight on the air show scene. The only heritage um, jet bomber to be flying now. So this is something that we are determined to succeed in. I know this is maybe a separate issue, but 613, is she then going to be part and parcel of the uh, green technology, the, the carbon-free fuel? Is, that going to be, is she going to be part of that? Uh, she will be carbon neutral. We, we are committed to ensuring that if she, uh, when she flies, uh, she will be carbon neutral. But we'll have to do that through other sources, for example, purchasing carbon offsets and all the rest of it. Uh, we don't don't try to change fuels unless uh, the authorities say it is safe to do so. We, we will just be flying her with normal kerosene. But you're absolutely right. 163 will be a carbon neutral venture. Fabulous. So, it, again, it's something that you can incorporate in what you're trying to do in, in educating people for the future with the green technology, etc. Is this all part and parcel of the STEM uh, program as well? Absolutely. The, the, uh, very much the intent is to engage the young in uh, STEM topics, inspire them to consider careers in engineering, technology, aviation. Importantly, we've recognized that when we talk to youngsters, the key thing, the key decision that they have to make is to choose the right GCSEs so that they are not prevented from picking up a technical career uh, later on in their education, indeed in their life. So we will be encouraging youngsters to think about studying at minimum double science, if not triple science and maths as part of the way forward. It's important for people to realize that technical careers don't mean you have to be a genius. There are plenty of people who are having a satisfying technology career job, uh, but maybe not necessarily as academically qualified as, as some. It is technology and engineering is for everybody. So is the plans or any thoughts about uh, maybe involving it in the local curriculum at schools to maybe encourage youngsters to get more involved in this, even if it's just being able to use basic tools or to, uh, to progress on from that? Absolutely. Uh, we're uh, planning to have what we've called a tinkering area in the hangar, but the relationship with local schools is something very much that we want to focus on. In fact, we're just uh, just beginning that at the moment as part of our planning for what we will be doing in the hangar. So, yeah, um, absolutely. There's a no-brainer in that respect. Oh, fabulous stuff. And what about, I mean, we're talking about future generations, which obviously we've got to do because it's their future, obviously. This education's got to be open to everybody as well, hasn't it? So it's there available for everybody to come into the hangar and enjoy, isn't it? Well, we've, we've used the label youngsters of all ages, and that's exactly how we should uh, be thinking. Yeah, <laughs> I like that terminology. Can I pinch that one? 
Of course. <laughs> just mention Operation Safeguard. Yeah, I will do. Yeah, definitely. It's not just going to be about aviation industry then, is it? About avi- sorry, aviation engineering. It's going to be about engineering and technology in general that is going to be the focus within the hangar. Well, yes, especially uh, through the Green Technology Hub. There's so much that can be told about, for example, about the primary sources of energy. This is something that is poorly understood at the moment. Obviously, the traditional sources of water and wind and sunlight, but there are other sources, for example, coal and oil. They come from solar energy that was shining on the earth millions of years ago. There are, there are important stories that we need to tell about all this. It's not just about aviation. So is there going to be experts on hand for people to talk to? When I say experts, I mean, obviously, uh, knowledgeable people. I wouldn't say maybe uh, experts is the wrong word, but knowledgeable people within certain regions of the hangar that people can talk to, that people can get to learn from. We recognise that we have got a training requirement for our volunteers who comprise most of the uh, support in, in the hangar brilliant team of it was at one stage about 80 volunteers we know that we will need to give them really solid briefings but most of them are interested in engineering and technology anyway so they come naturally interested in all of this stuff is there anything else that you'd just like to add before we wrap it up well just to say that the prospect for everybody is of an exciting new visitor attraction that's going to be focusing on some really important new areas Uh, obviously we want to tell the story of 558 which in its own right is actually quite an exciting story the more you look into it but the future is the other area we need to look at and that's all what we will be covering in the green technology hub and i very much hope that people will realize that this is actually uh, something that will make a huge contribution to public understanding uh, of what climate change is all about and how it is being dealt with by innovation, by development, by technology, by engineering. Uh, If uh, people believe that, uh, we hope that they'll come and support us by, for example, contributing to Operation Safeguard. And what's the best way for them to find out about Operation Safeguard? Which website do they go to, Robert? It's our primary website, valkentothesky.org. It's referenced in various uh, documents and Facebook and all the rest of it. Fantastic. Robert, just want to say thanks again for your time. It's been great talking to you. Well done on what you've done so far. Thank you. Thanks very much indeed, Martin. If you'd like to support Operation Safeguard, the Vulcan to the Sky Trust appeal to raise money to build a hangar at Doncaster Sheffield Airport please visit vulcantothesky.org.